sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. Happy Easter. We're still celebrating, of course, Jesus risen from the dead. Uh, we're ending, or coming up to the end, exactly depending on when you're listening to this, um, the, the end of the Easter octave, the first eight days. But we still have another 42-ish days left in the Easter season to think, ponder, and pray about the significance of the resurrection. That's what I want to talk about today. What difference does the resurrection make? St. Paul says that if Jesus did not rise from the dead, then our faith is in vain and we are the greatest of fools. But why? What difference does the resurrection make? With regard to the resurrection of Jesus from the dead, so what? That's what we're going to be talking about today on Ignition. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald. And we want to set your faith ablaze so that you might live the adventure that comes from a relationship with Jesus Christ. Before we get into today's topic, we want you to know that we love listener feedback. So if you've got questions about today's episode, or if you have ideas for future episodes, please contact us. The easiest way to do so is by email. And the address is going to be given to us by my lovely assistant, Renee Kranz, right now. Ignition at sfcatholic.org. I was well listening. Done. Well, done. I was, that, that was a <laughs> test, ladies oh, and gentlemen. Wait. Ignition at sfcatholic.org. Oh, there, there we go. Yeah. yeah. So ignition <laughs> at sfcatholic.org. Not my assistant. What a lovely, lovely co-host. Yes, I was going to... I'm just... just You roll with it. Thank you for not storming out. <laughs> right, I'm right. done. I'll throw my pen done. at you and get up exactly. and leave. <laughs> uh, so, Renee, again, as I said to the listeners or viewers, happy Easter. Happy Easter again happy to you. Happy Easter, Dr. B. Uh, depending, as I mentioned in the open, when people are listening to this, uh, we're, we're somewhere within the octave yes. of Easter. Uh, oftentimes, biblical bites... I like to start by quizzing you, Renee, what's today? Because it's always, of course, the Sunday. Um, I'm not quizzing you today because oh, this is not goodness. biblical bites. Later But on. it's the second Sunday of Easter, yeah. a.k.a. for a number of years now, many years, 20 plus years, Divine Mercy Sunday. Oh, John yes. Paul II sort of um, gave it that secondary title, mm-hmm. subtitle, um, Divine Mercy Sunday, where we call the, the great mercy of God which was won for us by Jesus' death and resurrection. Right. Uh, but as I mentioned, I, I think it's worth, and I, I, I'm almost certain I've done this in years past, talking um, about the resurrection, about its significance. Um, it's a big deal. Yeah. Somebody rose from the dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a big deal. But what does that mean for my life today? I think a lot of us as Christians, as Catholics, as um, lifelong Catholic missionary disciples through God's love, mm-hmm. Um, a lot of us know about salvation. I mean, if Jesus didn't rise from the dead, then we're still in a right. heap of trouble. Um, no, maybe know that, but but I, I I always like to. I think it's important that we connect what we believe, um, those things that happened two thousand years ago, um, and their 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 importance, their meaning, not just kind of skipping over the present to the end of my life, <laughs> right? But connecting it to my life. Because yeah, after everything. all, we are in it right now. Exactly. We, we are, need some help. We are in it right now. <laughs> yes. uh, and that's true in every age and yep. place, not yep. really uniquely ours. We're always in it. Excuse me. And we do, as you said there, we always need we help. Need um, God's grace given to us one by us, by Jesus on the cross, one by us, uh, one by Jesus <laughs> for us on the cross um, is for, yes, my eternal salvation but it's also given to me. It's given to me now for my salvation, and it's given me now also to give me abundant life. Right. 
Right. Um, it's given to me to transform my life beginning now, even though the fullness will not come until after I die. Right. Right. Um, so I, I want to, and as you know, um, long time listeners to ignition will have heard me talk about my two favorite questions and you probably heard you're smiling. So I hope you remember what they are, Renee. Well, my first is, favorite question. So what? That's my second favorite question. Yes. Oh. My first favorite question. Well, why something? Why does it matter? Why? Why for? Why for? Why? Why why? <laughs> yes, that. When you said so what in the intro, I was like, oh, we're going to do the so what exercise? Awesome. We're going to do this. We are going to do the so what exercise. Um, Jesus, def- Jesus Christ rose from the dead. All sorts of ways that we can know that that's true with certainty. It's not a guess. It's not a theory. It's not, certainly not a myth or a legend mm-hmm. or a fiction. It's true. Um, so what? Mm-hmm. So the so that's what I want to do today. And, w- and the way that I want us to do this uh, is by unpacking the gospel reading for today. Again, um, people might be, be hearing this a day or two early, um, but it's, the, it's the, the gospel reading for the second Sunday of Easter. And I'm almost certain this is always the same reading. Yeah, I feel like... <laughs> because feel of like its it. content. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's John's... Um, part of his account of the resurrection... Uh, the appearances of the risen Jesus to the apostles. So this is John 20, 19 through 31. Now, folks may have heard the first part of John's account of the resurrection mm-hmm. appearance. Easter is Sunday. On Easter Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, Easter Sunday, we always get where Mary Magdalene goes to the tomb and she tells Simon, hey, they moved his body, Simon, and the other disciple, John. Whom Jesus loved. Who Jesus loved. Ran. <laughs> um, we mentioned a biblical bites actually last week that you may not have heard that because um, our priests have the freedom to read Saturday night's Easter vigil gospel, mm-hmm. which is this year from Matthew um, on Easter morning as well. So they only have, only have one homily. So right. you might be, I didn't hear John's gospel on right. Easter Sunday. Like, well, Dr. B does not know what he's talking about. Yeah, exactly. About. <laughs> no, it's, it's in the middle, but there's that option. Right. So this kind of picks up um, the evening. Of Easter Sunday. So again, what we're reading is the Sunday gospel for the second Sunday of Easter, but it tells the story, uh, picks up the story, um, the evening of Easter Sunday. So this is what John, and uh, I'm just going to read and we'll see, I might I'll read all the way through. I might read part and pause. We'll kind of see. Okay. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the doors were locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews... Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. Okay, so I, I do want to pause there. So at this point uh, in, in John's account of Easter, none of the apostles have yet seen the risen Jesus. Right. I think believe Mary Magdalene has. She thought he was the gardener. But right. none of the apostles have seen yet Jesus. So John gives us um, the part of the story in which Jesus shows up in the middle of the locked room. Mm-hmm. So this is one of those cool things. That you, how is this, this going to be portrayed in The Chosen uh, in four years? That's what I want to know. Is it going to be portrayed? I presume it will be. Why wouldn't we'll it? find out. Well, um, Will they go through the resurrection? I'm guessing they will. I think so. So, um, because it, it's not clear. The, so the way that some people have read and explained, unpacked 
what John tells us here is that Jesus walked through the walls. Oh, that will be interesting. Others say he just appeared in their midst. Like, does he bust it down like the Kool-Aid man or does he walk through the wall? Don't think there's busting down. (laughs) Oh, that would be so cool. I think there's walking through walls or there he is. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's the special effect. That's the noise he makes. That's what Jesus says when he shows up. (laughs) Supplies. We ran off the rails eight minutes it took. Yep. The doors were locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews. Mm-hmm. So again, put yourself in their yeah. shoes. Uh, they've heard rumors. It's likely, well, Peter and John went to the tomb, didn't find it, but they still haven't seen the right. risen Jesus. So, so they don't really understand they don't really, yet. Right. Yeah, what has yeah. happened. Yes, like his body's not there. They There's the story from you the women. You feel like they should understand. You think but, they should understand. But, yeah. But... Because people could say that's about you and I, too. We should understand. <laughs> we should understand. But we don't always. Yeah. So they're afraid. They're, they're, are, they're still in the mode of, hey, are we next? Mm-hmm. You know, they they killed our master, our rabbi. Right. Are we going to be next? They're hiding in the upper room. Um, doors locked because they're afraid, for their literally for their lives. Mm-hmm. Jesus came and stood in their... Again, we, how does he get there? Not clear. But somehow... Locked doors are not an issue. And we don't think he went Kool-Aid man. <laughs> and he said to them, so they're afraid. And w- Do you remember what I said, Jesus' first words to the apostles as a group? Isn't it like, peace be with you? Peace be with you. So the first mm-hmm. words that the risen Jesus says when he appears, at least to all of the disciples, all of the apostles, well, almost all of the apostles mm-hmm. together, is peace be with you. Um, you are afraid. Be not afraid. Mm-hmm. Peace be with you. When he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. So it's really me. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not hallucinating. It's really me. The disciples rejoiced when they said, I'm sorry, they rejoiced when they saw the Lord. So obviously, there. Right. You can understand <laughs> yes. that. Duh, John. <laughs> Jesus said to them again, peace be with you. So seriously, like peace, not, not just have peace in your soul. Exactly. Kind of is a better way to almost exactly. say that. Yes. Yeah. And then, as the Father has sent me, so I send you. So this is John's account of the sending forth. Mm-hmm. Peace be with you. I'm giving you my peace. And just as the Father sent me to, among other things, share that peace with you, now I'm sending you to share that peace with others. And so, and then go, going on. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. So he breathed on them. Um, the breath of God, the spirit of God, Jesus is God. So there's this, you know, I mean, did he have to literally breathe on them? No, but he does like to, like my, I'm giving you my spirit, the right. Holy Spirit of God, aka the third person of the Trinity, the spirit of life and of power yeah. and of peace. Right. He breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. Whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, and whose sins you retain are retained. Now, I don't want to dwell on this a lot, but this is one of the places that we we see very clearly where Jesus gives the authority to forgive sins mm-hmm. to men. Mm-hmm. He gives it to his apostles. And no man had that before. Right. No, yeah, correct. Right. right. Now, in on Jesus' behalf, because how? Why? He just said, as the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. Mm-hmm. 
you are my ambassadors just as I am, if you will, the ambassador of the Father. Right. And therefore, as an ambassador, you have the authority to speak and do things in my name, with my power, with my spirit, because I've just given you mm-hmm. my spirit mm-hmm. as well. Um, so the apostles um, have the power now to forgive sins. He'd already said this was going to be the case with the um, the keys of the kingdom to Peter and right. then the other apostles during his public ministry. Um, that's sort of like, this is what you're going to be able to do. And now they are actually empowered right. to do it. So can I ask a question here? Sure, please. So the breath of God kind of to me is, is that like the creative power of God? Absolutely. Yep. So he's giving them the creative power of God, but... Not because they're going to create a world, but because they create new life in others through exactly. the forgiveness of sins exactly. and things like Okay. Yep. Yep. And and so I'm glad you said that because in all sorts of so I say I think it was Saint Augustine who pointed out that in the work of the first creation, um, there God did that by himself. Right. In the work of the second or new creation, he enlists us. Right. So that new creation, that new life, life in him in a way that we've never had access to mm-hmm. before, he involves us in that work. Right. Why? Because that's what dads do. Yeah. <laughs> Fathers invite their children to participate in their True. work. True. Um, and that's exactly what, not just the apostles, but you and I, get to, you know, I started off with the reference to the diocesan vision, mm-hmm. lifelong Catholic missionary discipleship through God's love. That's an, that's another example where does God need us to do the work of evangelization? In an absolute sense, obviously not. Mm-hmm. Why does he? Because he's, that's what dads do. Mm-hmm. They invite their children into the work that they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we get to participate. And yeah. so the apostles will be able to, again, not by their own power, to be clear, either. It's like, as ambassadors of Jesus, as emissaries of Jesus, yeah. as those who are sent by another. Yeah. They're able to do this. He wants us to grow up and be holy. Exactly. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Great question. Thank you for asking. Yeah. Anything else? Not yet. Okay. No. So, folks, if you're just tuning in, um, you are listening to Ignition. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, visiting today with Renee Kranz about the difference the resurrection makes. Mm-hmm. So, and what we're doing is unpacking um, John's Gospel, t- chapter 20, verses 19 through 31, which happens to be the gospel reading that Catholics are hearing at Mass this mm-hmm. Sunday. It goes on to now my favorite part. And this is a week later? This is not yet. Oh, okay. This is Easter Sunday. So almost my favorite part. All right. Thomas, called Didymus, which means twin, one of the 12 was not with them when Jesus came. Where was he? Good question. (laughs) Maybe he wasn't afraid. Yeah. Maybe somebody had to get food. It was the Sabbath the day before. Uh, So maybe like, okay, we're hungry. Somebody, Simon, or Thomas, go buy something. He, he drew the short straw. Judas isn't there anymore. Obviously. Right. So the other disciples said to him, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Anna. That's what the Greek actually is. <laughs> Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger into the nail marks and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. He's like, what the heck are you guys talking about? What have you been smoking? Yeah, I know you're scared, well, but now I you was sound God. crazy. This is nuts. Yeah. Yeah. He died. Yeah. I mean, we weren't there because, but John was. John told us he died. John told us he died. Yeah. His mother told us he, he's he's buried. He's in the tomb mm-hmm. outside of town. What, what? We've seen him. What's going on right here? But you guys are crazy. <laughs> Fast forward a week. 
Now, a week later, so John, just um, unless I see the marks, put my hand on the side, I will not believe. Now, a week later, his disciples were again inside. Doesn't say the doors were locked. And Thomas was with them. Jesus, ha oh. <laughs> ha! myself in the sight of the. Jesus came, although the doors were locked. It does say the doors were locked. And stood in their midst and said, Peace be with you. Then he, then he said to Thomas, so I just, right there, I was imagining this. So he shows him. Because Thomas is right now like. Now Thomas is there. I have goosebumps. He shows up. Peace be with you. And then I can just, Renee, I can imagine him <laughs> looking at Thomas. Mm-hmm. Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here and see my hands and bring your hand and put it into my side and do not be unbelieving, but believe. Thomas, Thomas answered and said to him, my Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, have you come to believe because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and have believed. Okay, I, as you know, as Elise knows, I love this. There's the, um, there's a, a a painting, a canvas painting, an oil painting done by the Renaissance painter Caravaggio. So he's one of those guys who we just he goes by Caravaggio. You know, I, oh. he has. Either first, I think it's his last name. Actually, um, he has a first name, but no one knows what it is. I don't know what it is because he's that you know one of those guys that good. You mm-hmm. know, um, Da Vinci, um, right. Michelangelo, um, Caravaggio, mm-hmm. uh, and it's it's a vivid uh, portrayal of this scene. Now, one of the interesting things, Jesus, we don't actually. John doesn't tell us that Thomas actually did what Jesus That's said. True. Uh, That's true. But Caravaggio portrays mm-hmm. exactly that happening. You see in the in Carav- it's called the incredulity of Saint Thomas, right. um, and I absolutely love it. So do an uh, do an internet search for the incredulity of Saint Thomas. You can see it online. Jesus is taking taking Thomas oh, by yeah. the wrist yeah. and putting his finger. So Thomas's index finger is extended. Literally into this hole <laughs> in Jesus' side. Yep. Um, the hole where the lance, the spear, mm-hmm. when uh, Jesus died on the cross. What if we, oh, there we go. Um, so at least if you're, wa- if you're watching. <laughs> uh, yes, it's also the incredibly St. Thomas, or as they say in Germany, the Ungläubige Thomas. <laughs> wow. Ungläubige, Ungläubige, that, yeah, ausgesagtet. So, yeah, so I I love this. Yep. So you see Jesus take he's got he's got his hands and on his hand you can see the the nail mark yep. in his yep. in his hand. In both hands there. Yep. Yeah, in both hands and he's pulling um uh Thomas's hand by the wrist and Thomas's index finger is is into Jesus's he, side. It's actually lifting like the skin. It's, <laughs> like it's in it is yes. so vividly portrayed yes. painted. And and look at Thomas's Forehead. Mm-hmm. I'm like, holy crap! What is happening right now? <laughs> I mean, his 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 eyes are I mean, just big. Yeah. Can you? I mean, just to paint. I mean, I can't paint. I'm like, right. At least this kind I of can't art make is stick beyond. figures that right. Good. Exactly. <laughs> and then behind him, you know, and I'm, I'm sure somebody in art, uh, 
if you know who the other two are, I think I know who one of them is, but if you know who the other two figures are in this painting, besides Jesus and Thomas, email ignition at sfcatholic.org. Yeah. Again, ignition at sfcatholic.org. And you have to, you can't just make it up. Oh, Dr. Bergwald, that's so-and-so. No, 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 no. Like, make your case. Uh, some proof would be helpful. Um, I think one of them, I'm guessing, is Peter because he's he looks yep. older. Maybe uh, the back so one. I'm, I'm guessing the back one is Peter. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's John. John. Maybe that's John. Because he's um, the writer of this gospel. He's the writer of, the gos- of this gospel. And, uh, you know, I, I'm trying to think right now. At least don't bother pulling this up. But Caravaggio does have a painting of Peter and Jane, John running to the tomb. That's also a oh, great, a fantastic. Sure. So it might make sense. It that would, he it would, would have make Peter sense. Uh, so it's possible. It's possible that's John. Right. Um, I, I think it is Peter. But they're the same way. Their, their eye, their foreheads are not quite as furrowed as Thomas's right. are. But like, whoa. But they are really. They're like really in in the picture, like really leaning over to see what's yeah, happening. Yeah, like, yes, exactly. So I just, like, he died and rose again mm-hmm. in the flesh mm-hmm. with the nail marks and the spear marks. Renee, have you ever heard, I mean, we don't know definitively, but there's a, a common explanation. Thank you for at least for pulling that up. Um, for why, okay, he, he's, he's living in a glorified body. Right. right, he can walk through walls or peer th- places. Either right. way, it's pretty awesome. Right, um, <laughs> it is. Uh, <laughs> why does he still have the marks? <clears throat> because that's not just how Caravaggio. That's what we read. Like, right, we read that right there. Um, I feel like you and I have talked about this well, before. Um, because those are the marks of our redemption. Yes, they are the signs of his nailed it, nailed it. <laughs> ding 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 ding. <laughs> Um, they are the signs of his love for us and what he did out right. of love for us to redeem us. Yeah. Uh, even So even though his body is glorified and he will never in his body feel pain again. Mm-hmm. Um, so so Thomas, like mm-hmm. sticking his finger <laughs> a knuckle deep into his side, wouldn't have hurt right. Jesus right. in the least. Right. Um, but the marks remain as as reminders of, signs of his love for us. Uh, they are the means by which he redeemed us. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, Tom, like, so again, just the idea of looking at Thomas. Well, I think I think we have to remember. Okay, um, <clears throat> let's say uh, my stepdad who passed away a little over twenty, about twenty years ago, actually in March. If he rose from the dead, what kind of reaction would we have? Right. I mean, you would be, you would think you were going crazy. And I think until you think about kind of put yourself in a position where it's your own, someone you know, whom, who that happens with, which it will someday, hopefully, uh, it's easy to just be like, oh, yeah, that would be weird, and then move along. Yep. <laughs> but this is, we have never experienced that. We, exactly. Yes, this had never happened before, right. obviously. Right. Um, yeah, until now. So I can understand Thomas's reaction. Now, of course, this is why Thomas is known as Doubting Thomas. Right. But as my, as I've told my dad, also named Thomas, mm. dad's heard this before, dad, uh, I, I'm, I know I'm going to get a phone call about this. Um, <laughs> you can call me, Mr. Bergwald, and I will. Uh, I'll Thomas doubted for a week, and now he's a believer. Uh, so he's believing Thomas for the vast majority, for the rest of his life. <laughs> yes. He's martyr Thomas. He's Saint Thomas. Yes. He does have question. He does doubt, but only for a week. Mm-hmm. 
and then he cries out, my Lord and my God. Mm-hmm. And I love what Jesus says. Have you come to believe because you have seen me? Blessed are those like Chris and Elise and Renee who have not seen and have believed. Mm-hmm. So blessed are we because we do not have what Thomas had where right. we literally see him this right. word. Okay, now I do want to, um, we have enough time left for actually me to kind of bring this home in terms okay. of how we opened now, Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples that are not written in this book. So John's saying, all right, in my gospel, uh, Jesus, I'm not including the many other signs that Jesus did. But these are written. So I've written these ones down so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Messiah, Son of God, and that through this belief, you may have life in his so we've talked about this already. Uh, it's come up, new creation, new mm-hmm. life. Um, and this is this is the ans- my, my answer to the so what. Again, but these signs are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Christ, that is the Messiah, that, he, that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that through this belief, you may have life in his name. So by virtue of our faith in Jesus Christ, and by virtue of living the life of faith, by virtue of the grace of baptism that's given to us, we have life in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, the like the sort of like somebody who knows nothing about Christianity, well, well I'm like might be like, I, uh, I'm sorry, this might be a stupid question, but I'm already alive. Like, what, what do you? <laughs> what the heck? Life are you in His about? name. What, right. What do you mean? No, in so. It is a good question, mm-hmm. um, and the answer to that is the answer to the question. What one of the answers to the question? What difference does the, does the resurrection make? Right. In Jesus Christ, we have the life of God Himself dwelling within us. In Jesus Christ, we have His life, new life. Again, going back to what He said, what He did, and said to the apostles the week before, He breathed on them the Holy Spirit. Receive the Holy Spirit. Receive the breath of God, the life of God, the power of God, the peace Mm -hmm. of God. What difference the resurrection makes is when I live out my, when when my faith in the resurrection is not just notional belief, Mm -hmm. it's not just a notion, a pure idea, a mere idea, but when it was a, when it's a lived idea, an idea that is seeping into my bones, into my being, into everything that I do then I have that that joy that they had when they saw him. I have the peace that he gave them. I am not troubled by the things of the world. Mm-hmm. That is new life. And that I don't have apart from him. Right. So we have like half a minute left. Oh, you're going to ask me this question, and I'm like sitting here thinking, what can I? what else do I want to know? There's there's other things that I've thought of, but they're like more towards the beginning of our conversation, okay, and gotcha. they would take us off. Okay. On a... <laughs> All right. So I, I think my my encouragement to viewers and listeners would be just to ask the Lord, Lord, um, help reveal to me maybe in a for a first time or in a deeper way what this new life looks mm-hmm. like in my. Mm-hmm. That'd be a great thing to do for Easter season. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Renee. You bet, folks. That will wrap up this episode of Ignition. Again, you can email us ignition at sfcatholic.org with any questions about today's episode or ideas for future ones. And until next time, may God bless you.